Guy Carumba. More than a century ago, the words universe and galaxy were practically interchangeable. When astronomers talked about one, they didn't distinguish it from the other. As far as they knew, the galaxy took up the entire universe. They also didn't understand just how big the galaxy and the universe really are. Many scientists believe that if people could travel just 30,000 light years, they would leave all the stars that exist behind them. By the 1920s, a few scientists had speculated that far beyond the stars still lay at least some of those nebulae, the glowing smudges that the best optics of the time still couldn't bring into focus. A few even wondered if nebulae were giant groups of stars separate from the one we live in. They called them island universes. There were debates about this. One was even called the Great Debate. But without proof, most astronomers rejected that view. In 1923, Edwin Hubble photographed what appeared to be a new star in the Great Andromeda Nebula. He examined more pictures intending to confirm a nova. However, he found that the star was there before. It just hadn't been so bright. It turns out the star is a Cepheid variable. Cepheid variables are named for the first such star recognized in the constellation Cepheus. They change brightness regularly, so regularly you can mark a calendar by them. And there's something else regular about them. Such a star's brightness is predictable. The longer it needs to go from dimmest to brightest, the brighter it is. That's an absolute brightness. A bright light looks dimmer the farther you are from it. So if you have two lights of equal brightness and one is close while the other is farther away, the closer one looks brighter. In absolute brightness, they're equal, but the closer one has more relative brightness. Similarly, if one light is brighter than the other when they're at the same distance, it has more absolute brightness. The dimmer one could actually have more relative brightness if it's placed very close to you and the other one is placed very far away. When astronomers measure how bright a star appears to us and compensate for how far away it is, they can determine its absolute brightness. Or if they know its absolute brightness and measure its relative brightness, they can figure out how far away it is. And that's what they do with Cepheid variables. Astronomers can figure out how far away a Cepheid variable is by timing it, determining how bright it must be up close, and then comparing how much dimmer it is when the light finally gets to us. Hubble studied the Cepheid variable he noticed in the photos of what was then called the Andromeda Nebula. His calculations blew people's minds. In a world where most scientists thought the entire universe was less than 30,000 light years across, Hubble announced proof of a star a million light years away. That settled the debate about nebulae being island universes, as the word universe was used at the time. Eventually, galaxy became the preferred word for a giant group of stars with billions of members, and universe became the thing even bigger, containing all the galaxies. Of course, the great Andromeda Nebula became the Andromeda Galaxy. The word nebula changed, too. A nebula is now considered a mass of gas or dust illuminated by starlight. Better measuring tools and more research on Cepheid variables have led to the conclusion that the Andromeda Galaxy is even farther away than Hubble thought. At 2.5 million light-years away and 220,000 light-years wide, it is both the most distant and biggest thing the naked eye can see. Even the best telescopes of Hubble's time showed it as a glowing cloud. It was hard to get photos to show even that one variable star that helped Hubble find out the Andromeda galaxy is so far away. However, the orbiting telescope bearing Hubble's name can see the galaxy better. It reveals billions of stars. Hubble Space Telescope pictures also reveal countless galaxies. 
Some astronomers think it can see 200 billion galaxies, some of them more than 13 billion light years away. I think Hubble himself would be astounded. You can see the Andromeda galaxy yourself. If the sky's dark enough and your eyes adapt well enough to the darkness, you can see it with the naked eye. Binoculars or a small telescope will make it easier to see, but don't expect it to look really clear, even with today's optics. A star chart will help you find the galaxy near the meridian early to mid-evening in December. The Andromeda galaxy is headed our way. It and the Milky Way will collide, in a manner of speaking, in perhaps four billion years. It won't be a collision like a meteor hitting a planet or two stars running into each other. Rather, most of the stars and other objects in the two galaxies will pass by each other. Each object will exert its gravitational pull on whatever else is near it, and a new order will emerge. Perhaps there'll be one big galaxy. Sky Caramba, 